You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mark King. Friday edition of the show today. We finished up our complete guide to this Grizzlies schedule yesterday. So if you haven't already checked that out, go check that out. We also talked about an Exhibit 10 contract for Matt Mooney. What an Exhibit 10 contract is. So if you still haven't heard that, that's in the first part of the episode. So if you want to just listen to that, go check that out and come back for today's episode. Today we are going to be talking about some questions that the Grizzlies still have surrounding the roster. How many people they have to get down to. We're going to talk about a starting lineup, just a depth and what rotations should look like for the Grizzlies, as well as answer a few questions at the end of the show that I think are still out there that are probably going to be some of the big questions throughout the season for this year. It's something a little bit of a preview for the Grizzlies for myself. We're also going to be this doing this same type of preview for a bunch of different media members here in the city of Memphis. So uh, look out for that coming up in a couple weeks. As I mentioned yesterday, I will be out of town next week for family vacation. So I will be off, uh, but we'll be back Monday, the September the 15th, starting with those previews then. So this is kind of a little preview with myself talking about the, some of the same questions that we're going to talk about with other media members uh, with the, over the next few weeks before the preseason gets started up. But first, if you have not already done so, please go lock or please go subscribe to Locked On Grizzlies, whatever platform you choose, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, anything that works. Just go subscribe so you don't miss anything at all. So you don't miss any of those previews coming up with different people from around the city. Uh, let's get started though. Let's talk about the some of the roster questions. Right now, the Grizzlies stand at 18 people on the roster. They have to have 15 on opening day. So there are, are a lot of guys that are pretty much just safe. Those those guys are just either they're obviously Jaron Jackson or draft picks or maybe people they traded for like Grayson Allen. They're not going to cut any of those guys unless it is a major problem for them to cut. Now let's talk about some guys that are I think are probably on the fringe. And so you have three roster spots that you that you have to get rid of. And you have I think probably six guys that can qualify to get rid of that spot. Andre Iguodala, Solomon Hill, Miles Plumley, Matt Mooney, Ivan Rab and Bruno Caboclo. Off the top, let's just talk let's just toss out Matt Mooney. I don't think he gets to past training camp. So right now he's technically Taking up a spot on the roster, however, I don't think he actually gets two opening day roster. So there's there's one spot right there. So now you have 17. You got to get rid of two more. Uh, let's go ahead and get rid of Andrew Iguodala. I don't think he ever plays a game in Memphis. I think he'll probably end up getting waived. I don't think they'll probably find a trade partner for Andrew Iguodala. Like we mentioned on the previous show, a couple shows ago. The idea of just just trying to get a trade partner for Andre Iguodala is difficult, not to mention his salary is difficult to move. And that's what makes finding a trade partner is so, so difficult because his $17 million salary just can't go into anybody's books. Also, you have to take in consideration, like we mentioned before, uh, a lot of players resign this offseason. They can't be moved right away. So maybe Andre Iguodala sits on the roster till December the 15th, and that's when people can start to be traded again from the seat, from the offseason. And maybe he sits on the roster when he never he's never in Memphis. He's just on the roster until that point. 
that's probably the most likely scenario. And at that point, they're either able to do a deal uh, in a mid-season deal for Andre Iguodala uh, after December, or they'll go ahead and just waive him. But that's probably, I think, the most likely scenario at this point. If we haven't seen any move done by now, I think they're just playing a waiting game to where they have more options to move Andre Iguodala. So if that's the case... If that's the most likely scenario, he'll have to take up a roster spot. Even if he never comes to Memphis and he's never here, he'll have to take up a roster spot. So you have to weigh the value proposition of having Andre Iguodala on the roster and waiting for that deal. If you think a deal is going to materialize later in the year versus going ahead and waiving him now and saving the roster spot, I think they'll probably get a lot of those questions answered when they get to training camp. And someone like Matt Mooney just blows him out of the water, which I don't think will happen. I'm just giving him as an example. But some of those type of things you'll have to take into consideration. If Andre Iguodala is still on the roster, I think you'd probably be a good candidate is Solomon Hill to be waived out the roster. Or I think they'll probably keep Miles Plumley because they needed another big. And so I actually think probably Miles will, will play some minutes for the Grizzlies. So I think the most likely candidate, if not for Andre Iguodala, I think his replacement would be Solomon Hill. After that, it's between Ivan Rab and Bruno Cabloclo who will probably get waived. Ivan Rab has a guaranteed date of October the 10th, I believe. So they have to guarantee his contract after that. It's an extra 300 grand. That's not like a huge deal, but it is, uh, it is a deadline out there that we'll have to keep in mind. Ivan Rab or Bruno Cabloclo, I think Ivan Rab's probably the most likely to go after that. I think Bruno stays and they probably have some money invested in Bruno, has some time invested in Bruno, and they want to see it out and see what he has to offer coming up next year for the Grizzlies. I think that's the most likely scenario is to have Matt Mooney, Ivan Rab, possibly Andre Iguodala or Solomon Hill, depending on what they do with Andre Iguodala. Again, if they keep him, he'll take up a roster spot, so they have to waive someone else, and they'll have to do that before opening night. So we'll know pretty quickly what they decide to do with Andre Iguodala. If he's on the roster opening night, I don't think he plays, but I think that's an indication of them waiting until December the 15th where they can probably think they can get more out of him from a different team or other players become available to be traded again. I think that's the three guys, three to four guys to look at getting uh, getting waved off this roster before opening night for the Grizzlies. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. We will talk about the depth chart for the Grizzlies, who the starting lineup should be, who should be coming off the bench, and all the rest of the depth chart positions for the Grizzlies. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the show. Talking Grizzlies questions on today's show. We talked about the roster, who we could expect to be waived in the first segment. We're going to talk about the depth chart, depth chart here in the second segment, and then in the last segment of the show, we will answer some questions I think will probably be some of the most important questions throughout the season for the Grizzlies. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas, Jaron Jackson Jr., Jay Crowder, Dylan Brooks, John Morant. That's your starting five for the Grizzlies on opening night. I'm pretty confident in that. The only question I think we'll probably have is whether you'd start Jay Crowder versus Kyle Anderson. I think Dylan Brooks is pretty solidly in that two-guard spot. I think you have to have him out there just for offensive purposes. So I think I think I feel pretty good about the starting lineup. Jonas Valanciunas at the five, Jaron Jackson at the four, Jay Crowder at the three, Dylan Brooks at the two, and John Morant at the one. I think that's pretty solid lineup so far for the Grizzlies. And here's where it starts to get uh, a little bit iffy. Again, we we don't know what Dylan Brooks is going to be ultimately. He was pretty good in his rookie season, but this year will be a year for him to really take a leap. He's going to really have to take a step forward and prove to everybody else, the Grizzlies, that he can be a starting two guard in the league or just be a capable role player 
off the bench. I don't know if his long-term position is a starting NBA shooting guard. I don't know if that's, I don't know if he can do that. Uh, we saw in his rookie year him really improve his three point shot from start to end. And I think that's something he'll continue to have to do to be able to play in this league at the, at, as a starting two guard level. I think he's more ultimately a role player off the bench, a still consistent role player. I think he can play in the league. I just don't know if he is that caliber of he can be starting on a playoff team uh, in this league. I think he's a role player, but ultimately he'll have some more time to develop and I think that's what he will have to do to continue to develop and play in that starting spot is really to continue to develop his outside shot off the bench Kyle Anderson's your first guy off the bench I think Tyus Jones is your next guy off the bench Brandon Clark Bruno Caboclo uh, probably Brandon, Brandon Clark is your first big off the bench uh, Bruno Caboclo is your second wing big off the bench maybe you can get away with you know playing Bruno at the four as well and I think round out round out the a, a ten man rotation would be Miles Plumley. I think you need another backup center. You need another backup big. Uh, I think he probably fits the bill. I don't know if he's long term gonna be your guy, but for right now, I think he probably gets some minutes for the Grizzlies. Um, again, Kyle Anderson, Jay Crowder. I think this could flip flop pretty easily. I think they'll probably both play about the same amount of minutes. It just depends on who's starting and who's coming off the bench. I think you can you can do some really, really cool things with Kyle Anderson uh, in the starting lineup if you decided to do that. Maybe him playing the, uh, the point guard spot like we did showed a little bit last year. That was something I did not think they did enough was having Kyle Anderson in the ball in his hands. If you follow the show, if you subscribe to this show, you know I, I preached about it last year all the time was having Kyle Anderson on the ball because of his shooting, because of his offensive limitations – Having Kyle Anderson on the ball and him able to distribute the ball really well was something they did not do enough of last year. I think that's something they will have to do more of this year to really take advantage of what Kyle Anderson is able to do uh, you know, as a whole for this team. Um, but yeah, so if you decide to have him in the starting lineup, I think you could do some really fun things with him on the ball. You know, the, the problem off the bench is all those guys you just named, there's not a whole lot of offense coming off the bench. Kyle Anderson, offensive limitations. Tyus Jones, very, very limited offensively. Uh, doesn't even shoot the ball, really. Miles Plumley, not really good at basketball, but in a, in a stretch, he might... You know, he, he's going to have to do in a pinch as your backup big. So uh, not even really great at basketball uh, as a whole. Uh, Brandon Clark, we don't know what Brandon Clark's going to be. Uh, we know he's is, is can be quality offensively in a situation like Jonas Valanciunas where he's good around the rim, but outside he's not really great. We saw in summer league that he could possibly do that, but there's still a lot of question marks there. So can he continue to shoot the ball from outside that's a big thing for Brennan Clark. And then Bruno Caboclo uh, can can do some things offensively, but can't really create his own shot and you know relies on other people to uh, to do things for him, to get him open shots. Uh, Bruno Caboclo is probably your best offensive tool off that bench. And so out of those five players, you can see that's going to be the real struggle is when those, off- when those starters go out, that's going to be the problem for the bench. And that's 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 why you can make a case for Kyle Anderson in the starting lineup, Jay Crowder coming off the bench, because you could put Kyle Anderson around Dylan Brooks, Jaron, Jonas, Ja, some of those guys that can do some things offensively that he's not able to do. And then you could bring ja, or Jay Crowder off the bench to help with that second unit and bolster that offensive lineup for the second unit. That is something, if you made the case, I would say that's fine. Like I, I think that's probably fine. 
Um, and I could probably talk myself into that as well. Again, like I said, having Kyle Anderson on the ball with Dylan Brooks and John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr. off of it, I think those are some pretty pretty cool uh, things you can do. And I think ultimately you'll probably bring Kyle Anderson in as the first guy and Jay Crowder out as the first guy and him be able to play with some of those starters. So either way you go there, I think well, it, it is 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 probably you can make a case for either one. Um, I think Kyle Anderson comes off the bench to start, though. Maybe that changes going down the line. As far as minutes go, I think Jonas Valanciunas plays about 30 minutes. Uh, if Jaron Jackson Jr. is not playing 30 to 30, 35 minutes, I'd love to see him get 35 minutes a game. I think it's a mistake. Uh, you really need to get him some quality time. You know, he has to got to spend time out on the floor as much as he can. Let him play through the foul trouble. If he fouls out, so be it. Play somebody else. You're going to be bad. It doesn't matter. Play the young kid as many minutes as you can. Jay Crowder, 25 minutes a game. Dylan Brooks, 25 minutes a game. And John Morant, 30 minutes a game. I think John Morant, same thing. You let the rookie play through his mistakes. He's going to make a lot of them, but you have to throw him out there. You have to let him play. And you have to just take take the bumps. He's going to play through stuff. He's going to be bad sometimes. But you have to let him spend time on the floor. You can spend time on the court with other NBA players to really, really be good and really come through and, and develop as a rookie point guard. Off the bench, I think Kyle Anderson gets about 25 minutes. Same thing as Jay Crowder. I think they get the same amount of minutes, just probably, again, like I said, depending on who starts, which way or the other. Tyus Jones gets about 20 minutes a game. Miles Plumlee, probably 12 to 15. Bruno Cabloclo, probably about 15 minutes. And I think Brennan Clarks gets about 20 minutes. Other players we haven't really talked about, Grayson Allen, Josh Jackson, and Marco Goderich. Those are probably your spot role players. And what I mean by that is they're probably going to get uh, either zero minutes a game, or they might be get 10 minutes a game. Those are going to be guys you roll out in certain matchups, you play in certain in certain situations. Um, I think they'll probably start to get some minutes here and there. Uh, Grayson Allen might play 10 minutes a game. Josh Jackson might play 7 minutes a game. Marco might play 0 minutes that game. So uh, those are going to be spot role players, but I think you have to you have to carve out time for those guys to be able to see what you have. You, you know, A lot of questions uh, to be answered with all three of those players. And if Grayson Allen can become a offensive weapon like he's supposed to be maybe that changes maybe if Marco Goderich is the shooter he we think he's going to be like he was in Europe maybe some of that lineup changes and he starts to get into you know higher minutes and so but it all starts with giving them spot minutes here and there and seeing what they can do just out on the court with other NBA players I think I don't think they're guaranteed spots right away in the lineup at all I think they're gonna have to really work for what they get if they're working every minute they get so I think that's something to keep an eye on. How those guys start the year out and how they finish will be very, very interesting for the Grizzlies. It will answer a lot of questions for them going forward as well. Let's take another quick break. We'll be right back. We will finish up with today's episode previewing the Grizzlies for this season. Welcome back to the show. We're talking about on today's episode what we can expect from the Grizzlies this year. We talked about the roster. We talked about depth. Now we're going to talk about some questions. These are some questions that I'll probably ask other people we have on uh, throughout the next few weeks, what they think. So I'm going to answer some of those few questions myself as well. Before we get to anybody else, I'm going to take those questions first. So first question is the sixth man of the year for the Grizzlies. I'll think I'll probably say Kyle Anderson for the Grizzlies. It could be tough. I think Tyus Jones has a really good chance of being that as well. Uh, if he's able to set people up, if he's able to have an, a little bit more offensive game, uh, but I think he could, either one of those guys, 
uh, could be potentially be the sixth man of the year for the Grizzlies. I think I'll probably land on Kyle Anderson, though. The most likely player to get traded throughout the year, I'd land on probably, if I had to guess, as far as the roster, if it can't be Andre Iguodala, if he's, if he, Andre Iguodala is on the roster, it's him. But if it's if it, Andre Iguodala is off the roster, let's not even include him because we know he's going to get traded. I would say Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder is your most likely candidate to get traded uh, for the Grizzlies this year. Uh, what do we expect from John Morant and Jaron Jackson? I expect a lot from Jaron Jackson. I think he's going to take a big leap this year. Uh, John Morant, I would not have your expectations too high. Um, he is a point guard in the NBA, and it's very difficult to be a very good point guard from the get-go. But I think you could have a career like Trey Young, or Trey Young last year where we started off slow, didn't look great, and then came on at the end of the year once he kind of understood things, once he got some more time under his belt. So I think you could have a very, you know, very, very similar first year as Trey Young did, uh, but maybe not as, as good as he was in the, in, at the end of the year because Trey Young is just, he was really good at the end of the year last year. So um, those are the kind of expectations I have for those guys. Jonas Valanciunas continued the streak on that he was on at the end of the year. I'd say no. Uh, we've talked about this extensively just for the simple math on it. Jonas Valanciunas was taking a lot of shots. He was playing a lot of minutes, uh, but that was without some of the core players and some of the new players that were, were, here, were here last year. So that was without... Obviously, uh, that was without Kyle. I was out Jaron. This was out, you know, it was without the entire starting lineup. So all those shots that he was getting are not going to be available for him all this year. How many wins are the Grizzlies going to have this year? We've already talked about that. That's 19, as we thought. Uh, probably on the conservative side that we talked about yesterday, fin- finishing up that schedule episode. Uh, probably more along the lines, maybe 23. That's probably a good estimate. It's, it's 23 wins. Uh, the, the real answer is not a lot. Um, what happens first? Grayson Allen or Josh Jackson getting waived? I'd land on Grayson Allen. I don't think Grayson Allen has the headspace to be able to be a capable NBA player. And so it'll be interesting to see how far he can come along, if he can mentally grow up and be a part of this league, be a professional. Um, but if I had to put money on it, I'd say Grayson Allen. He's he's shown time and time again in inside the games that he can't handle uh, sometimes he just can't handle the stress. He does really dumb things, and it's just, it's just a knucklehead all around. Uh, Josh Jackson has problems. A lot of those been, have been off the court, which I think some, can sometimes be a lesser uh, of the two evils. And so, if I had to, if I had to put money on one, I would put money on Grayson Allen and getting waived or, tra- waived or traded first before Josh Jackson. Expectations for Brandon Clark. I think you probably, I think he's a he's a he's a player right away. I don't think he'll spend a lot of time with the hustle. I think they'll put him inside in in the game and see what he can do. And so I think that's probably the 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 best expectation you can have for Brandon Clark is to come in the game, play really really good defense, rebound the ball, and finish around the rim. Anything beyond that, I think, is too is, is putting your expectations too high for Brandon Clark. You just want to see him do the things that he's good at. You want to see him continue to do, to do the things of the reasons of why they drafted him. Do the things that he did at Gonzaga. Show them what he can do on a night-in and night-out basis. And once you have that down as an NBA player, then you can go and start to add in different stuff to your game. Then you can step out a little bit and add a three-point shot to your game or do different things. But go in and focus on the things that you're good at. Focus on the things of, of the why, the reasons of people that brought you here to Memphis. And do those do those things really, really well. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys in this league that, can, that make a career out of just being really good at those things, defense, rebounding, finish around the rim. I mean, you can make a case for a lot of guys in this league that are made an entire career out of those three things right there. So uh, go do the things you're good at. Anything beyond that, I think is too high of expectations for Brandon Clark. 
Make sure you tune in to Locked On Grizzlies. And uh, uh, coming up in a week, we will have previews with the uh, media members that cover the Grizzlies uh, starting on Monday, September 15th. We'll have those starting, so tune in for those. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On Grizzlies so you don't miss anything at all.